Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Hello, everybody. So I am so excited, you guys. This is just a little special surprise. I don't usually do these on Saturdays. Amanda happened to have some time available and is really excited to talk to us all about self-love and even better how it's going to improve our sales. And I think also most importantly is we're all a little bit, you know, thinking about and concerned about what's going on right now in our world. And we're going to talk to you guys about that too. So this is like a really, really fun afternoon that we can spend doing good things for ourselves and just talking through what's going on. And then at the very end, she's going to do a breathwork session, which if you've never had one before, this is going to be a really cool experience for you. If you have had one, you know how amazing they are and how much it can absolutely help reduce your stress levels, which I think a lot of us need. Right. <laughs> so Amanda, thank you so much for being here with us. I am so excited. Thanks for having me this Saturday. That feels like a, I don't know, <laughs> Tuesday. I'm like, days are all weird right now. They really are. No, it's a a very, it's a very strange feeling. Somebody compared it the other day to the time period between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. It's just like, you're kind of in limbo with a lot of things. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, Amanda and I have been, um, we actually live less than a mile apart, but we're practicing social distancing. So we are (laughs) doing this via zoom for you guys instead of side by side. But we actually met on the beach at a yoga and book club each meeting that we went to. And we haven't had one of those in a while, but we used to have them quite often. And when I found out she was a yoga teacher, loved yoga, was a health coach, and loved books as much as I did, um, we hit it off right away and have been friends ever since. So I know. And I think that was like three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, which is crazy to me. So thank you so much for being here with us. Amanda is a self-love coach specializing in teaching people how to love themselves enough to take care of themselves physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. She is incredibly passionate about helping others move through fear-based thought and behavior patterns so that they can live a life they love and are proud of. Amanda is also a certified yoga instructor and breathwork facilitator practicing and teaching in the South Bay of Los Angeles. So, so many awesome things. Yeah, Renee's in the background saying, Rockstar. (laughs) Hi, Renee. (laughs) She says hi. Maybe we can get her to do the breath work here with us in a little bit. But yeah, you are are so well-rounded and multi-talented and so grateful to have your skills and expertise here with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really excited. I think... I mean, just touching on right now this time, I know that it's pretty unsettling time for all of us. I don't know that there's anyone who's not affected by this. 
And I mean, I think that just recognizing that, right, and allowing that to be something that we're experiencing is really important. But talking about how we're going to move through this, I think that that's going to really be us leaning on other people, asking for support, and then us as coaches giving that support wherever we can. And to me, that's where the self-love comes in because we really can't give to our clients, our community, to anybody, our families, if our cups aren't already full. And I know that we've probably all heard that before. And self-love and self-care are, I mean, I think self-care is part of self-love, but loving is a little bit deeper. But the bottom line is we can't hold space for other people in a really solid way if we can't show up fully for ourselves. That leads us to not showing up fully in our business. So that's kind of how this ties into sales. That's why we're calling this love yourself to better sales, because if you're not showing up for yourself and getting the support and, and taking time for you, your clients are going to feel that. People are going to feel that. And that translates directly into not feeling confident in selling yourself. Because as a coach, you're not selling your services. You're selling yourself. You're selling what you I'm sure, Nikki, you talk about this all the time. But it's so true. And if you feel like you are drowning in emotion and not dealing with whatever's coming up for you, then that translates into, quite frankly, like not being there for, for our people. So we have a responsibility, I think, right now more than ever. And so I have perfect timing, three things that I want to walk through that uh, most entrepreneurs, but specifically, I think coaches, three blocks that prevent us from showing up fully in our businesses. Yeah. And I think, is there anything that you want to say about the situations going on right now? Like, I know that it's, it's kind of all out there all over the place, but at the same time, talking about it is really helpful. So. Well, I think that's a great point. Just that in and of itself, talking about it is super helpful, but also knowing energetically how much we're going to make ourselves available for talking about it. You know, there comes a point where that can't be your only focus because energetically you're just going to get yourself into spin out and, and worry over, you know, just overthinking it. So I think that um, acknowledging it and acknowledging, you know, the emotions that you have coming up is really helpful for you to think about yourself, journal yourself, but also be in connection with others about it. So I think that that's, you know, right now, that's what a lot of us are craving is the connection. And I'm spending a lot of time being grateful for the things that we do have, one of them being social media, because the fact that we still are able to be in connection is really amazing to me and and super powerful. Sure, social distancing with physical proximity is important, but that doesn't mean that we have to cut ourselves off from connecting with others. So that's a, to me, that's a big piece of it. And then, you know, you mentioned self-care quite a few times. And I heard a quote once that I really love. If self-love is loving yourself, self-care is saying prove it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. you know, finding the the things that you need to do to take care of yourself so that you are showing up at your highest vibration, so that you are showing up feeling good, processing the emotions that are coming up. I mean, Amanda and I have worked many times on, um, you know, we all have our, our ways of dealing with stress. One of mine is stress eating. And Amanda has been really helpful to me in that area because being aware when I'm not allowing my feelings to actually be felt. And instead I'm trying to do something like eat to shove them down is really helpful. And especially right now, a lot of us don't know how to deal with the feelings we're experiencing. We don't know how to process what's coming up because there's still so much uncertainty by the minute, by the day that it's really hard to know how to deal with what's coming up for us. And a lot of old traumas are coming up. 
So Mm -hmm. anything that you haven't healed from the past, this is now picking at that as well. So it's like everything all at once is going to come up and just rear its ugly head. Yeah, it's so true. And I mean, just touching on that piece of it, like food piece, I talk a lot about that with clients and pretty much everybody because this is something that we all struggle with. But the trigger piece of it is, yeah, trigger shows us what's not yet healed inside of us. So I have started to say, and like I have this little sign (laughs) that says triggers welcome because, you know, the old me would have been like running and hiding and getting defensive if something triggered me and not wanting to go there, not wanting to face it. And it's so like, of course, I have compassion for that version of myself. But now I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah, that that's still in there. That's still there. Thank you for showing me where I can direct my work right now because once you start the work on yourself, it never stops. And that's not something to be daunting, but that's something that's just a great, I think it's awesome because there's no destination. Healing is the destination. The journey is the destination. Yep. And I love that you said having compassion for that former self is a huge piece. Forgiveness heals. And in order to really truly heal ourselves. We have to forgive who we were because we weren't doing anything wrong. We were dealing with things the best way that we know how. So at any given moment, however you're handling something is what you know how to handle it. And it's what's either been modeled for you or you've conditioned yourself to understand that that's the best way to deal with it. Yeah. And we didn't, I didn't even include this whole feeling piece in here. We can do another whole live on just feeling, (laughs) but I think I'll just say that any like negative or heavy emotion all it wants is attention and acknowledgement and to be to be seen and to be heard. And so when we shove it down with food and sex, social media, drugs, alcohol, like all the things, yeah, temporarily we're finding relief, but that is just, it's almost like compounding and it's going to get louder. And I believe that that's when illness can start to manifest in the body is when we, when we leave stuck energy in there. And so tying that back into a trigger when we're triggered, it's actually just kind of like nicking, pretend that there's like thorns in our heart when something, when that original situation happens that makes us feel sad or angry because we took that on and we didn't let the emotion pass through us, we held onto it. There's like a thorn in our heart. And then the situation happens that it, it like nicks that. So like, like, it like it. It. yeah. So we spend our whole lives like with a box around our hearts trying to like, okay, don't do this because it's, it might trigger me. Don't do this. Don't, don't talk to that person. Don't do that. So we were really careful about trying to avoid the thorns being touched rather than just plucking them out. And so when we come up against a trigger, that is our opportunity to pluck the thorn out by feeling whatever comes up, just feeling it. We don't have to know where it's from. We don't have to know why, but in that moment, there's an emotion. And sometimes it's like jealousy or anger or sadness or frustration, whatever it is, it's feeling that, that feeling. And I will say to encourage you to do that, that a negative feeling only lasts 90 seconds and we can do anything for 90 seconds. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No. Yeah. Cause like I got a minute and a half to feel this and then it's over. Yes. And when we sometimes feels like it lasts longer because we dance around it, we feel it like halfway and then we're like, okay, I can't handle anymore because we don't know how long it's going to last. Mm-hmm. But when we just, when we go all in, we commit and we're like, okay, open heart. I'm going to feel this right now. I'm going to feel this 90 seconds. Wow. I like, you know, your story reminded me, even when I was a little kid, I had a similar experience to, um, well, your analogy of the thorn made me think of it. When I would get a splinter, I would not let anybody touch it. (laughs) 
hurt so bad. I, my parents had to come in in the middle of the night while I was asleep. Oh my gosh. Winter. I would not let anybody touch it before that. And I would just like protect it and not let it hit anything because That's it hurt so funny. Bad. So instead of actually just pulling that sucker out, I danced around it and didn't let anybody, you know, agitate it. That's like exactly what we do with all these little tiny thorns that are wounds or old stories, all the things that are like stuck in our heart is exactly like Nicole Splinter. <laughs> I love it. Ever since I was a little kid, goodness yeah. gracious, no wonder those grooves run deep in our brain, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they do. And it takes on that note, that's a perfect segue into the first, the first topic I want to talk about that keeps us from honestly playing, playing full out or, or living, yes, our lives fully, but showing up in our business as the leaders that we are. And that is negative thought loops. So getting stuck in negative thought loops, to your point, they're like grooves in the sand. They're really, 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 they're deep. I guess not even sand. It's more like dirt. It's really hard and solid. And so the more we take that path, right, that's like the Grand Canyon. It's just carved in there. Yeah. And it's (laughs) like, it's like, we don't take the road less traveled. We take the road always traveled. And when we do that more and more and more, our brains consider that like, okay, programming this into when this happens, I'm going to think this way. And so it's our job to disrupt that when we're kind of at this place of awareness that this is happening for us. And it takes everybody a different amount of time to get there on on their journey. But when we do realize that we're stuck in that, it's our job to say, okay, like, first of all, awareness, acceptance that this is, this is what's happening for us. And now what do I do to move forward? Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to give an example of something that I think we can all relate to. So this can, so I can really like ground this for us. Say you have an idea for your business that you want to do and you're all excited. You know, it's a good idea. You feel really aligned with it. You feel really good. And then as soon as you are about to take action, your mind says, who do you think you are to do that? No one's gonna, no one wants to hear that from you. Nope so-and-so is already doing that. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Right? So (laughs) I know I can relate to that. And I think we have a couple people watching, like if you want to write in the comments that this relates to you, would love to know. Yeah. Who else? Who else? It should be every single person who's watching. And if you're on the replay, do hashtag replay and say, yes, (laughs) I I deal with that too. I, I think everybody does. And you know, it's to the degree where it's almost become socially acceptable to wear that as a badge of honor. Like people really are proud of saying, you know, nobody's harder on me on myself than I am. Because what that is, is it's our, it's our excuse. It's our way out of doing the thing because we know that on the other side of doing the thing that we know is really good, we're going to have success. And so that's a little bit of fear of success, not fear of failure. We know that what we're going to do is going to maybe up level us or bring us in just to another level of who we are and what we have to offer and who we, what we have to give. And when we when we buy into those thoughts, it's like, it's that safety. It's like, okay, okay. I can stay where I'm at because I'm comfortable here. Yeah. And either way you're going to have fear. You either fear the known. So you already know what you're suffering from right now. There's familiarity there, or you have the fear of the unknown, but either way you're going to have fear. Mm-hmm. And to me, we choose the safest path because that's what our brain is telling us to do. Cause it's built just to keep us safe. Yeah. Yeah. It's not there to sabotage us, although it can really feel like that sometimes, And so I'll just share what really works for me, the process that I kind of have learned to go through when I recognize that I'm in an old, it's really like an old story or an old thought pattern is just that it's recognizing that it's an old pattern. 
-hmm. So it's not actually who we are. Like that, that belief, the reality is that all of us are love and light. (laughs) That's our truth. And I know that could be a little woo-woo for some people. So you can just like, trust me on that, that inside is all good. And we are like beings that just want to give, receive, and be love. Mm-hmm. And we learn all these things throughout our lives that help us kind of stay small and protected because we're afraid that if we show who we are, we won't be loved, we won't be liked, we will be alone forever and we're going to die. <laughs> it's like that kind of basic fear that we all have. And so when that negative thought pops up, I recognize it as an old pattern. It's not me. That's not mine anymore. It's not keeping me safe anymore. And then I talk to it. Well, actually, what, and what I'm talking to is I, recognize, I realize that the root of those, those thoughts is fear. We, we know that what's, what we're going to do is good for us or, and good for our business or good. It's a good idea, period. But we're scared. So there's a part of us that's scared. And there's a part of us that's like, I am so in my power. I'm ready to go. And this part that should be small ends up taking over because we start to listen. Mm-hmm. And so we just want to flip that. It's not making this small part of us that's scared bad or wrong. It's about how can my, how can me in my power love the fearful part of me? And so we talk to the fear. And for me, that sounds like, hey, fear, like I knew, welcome. I knew you'd show up. (laughs) I knew that, you know, when I had this idea or whatever this was, that you were going to rear your head and start to talk to me. I want you to know that you know, I know you're scared and it's okay. I've got you. And I know you want to take me to the left, but today we're going to go right. And you can be here. You can sit in the back seat of the car, but you're not driving anymore. I am like literally having a relationship with the part of you that's scared or directly into the fear mm-hmm. and having compassion for that the whole time. Mm-hmm. A lot of my clients are probably laughing right now if they're watching. Cause that's what I always say. It, it comes, I read it in big magic by um, Liz Gilbert. She talks about talking to your fears Mm -hmm. and they're always going to be there. They're always going to be along for the ride that you don't get that choice. They just don't get to be in the driver's seat. They can sit in the back seat and talk to them, say, Hey, I know you guys are here. I know you're along for the ride, but you don't get to make the decisions. You're not in the driver's seat. Yeah. And you're not wrong for being here. Yep. It's okay. I love you. You need them. I mean, you need fears. It's the whole reason you don't walk out into oncoming traffic. It's the whole reason you don't walk around touching hot stoves. Like, (laughs) They're there to also help protect you. They just don't get to make all the decisions. Yeah. You know, it's, it's your ego and it, it needs, you need it to exist and to survive, but your spirit also gets to make the decisions and yeah. you need to listen. It's really interesting because a lot of people will be like, well, why, why does my brain do this? Like, why are we wired this way? And I, I think I asked that to someone one time and it was like, when did we as humans make that switch to like, as we had to have obviously started out with like, everything is magic. And someone said to me, like, when, when I feel like it was when cavemen started to have to protect their land from other men, like something like that, when it was like, oh, wait, there, I have fear. There was no fear before that. And then when we made that switch into like having to be fearful for losing what we have, we started to be like, oh God, oh God. Okay. Okay. We need, I need to build walls around me. I need to build wall. I need to have gun weapons and all the, or whatever, all the little things to protect myself. So I thought that was interesting. Just well, even just protect against a tiger, knowing yeah. that at any given point that, you know, fight or flight is real. It was, it was survival mode. And back then in prehistoric caveman times, that was something that 
was a very real threat all the time. I mean, we, we don't have to look around for tigers for the most part where we live now and, in, you know, civilized society, but, but that is what our brain is still programmed to do. Or yeah, like you said, you know, being in community, um, if you were shunned and kicked out of a community that very often meant death, like people needed the community to be able to survive. So this idea that people might not like us or might talk about us behind our back is like an old, old, old belief from when it did mean death. If mm-hmm. you know, you were shut out. I even mean like, this is deep. <laughs> That's it. This is me. <laughs> but even the people like, yes, Yes, if we were shunned for speaking and we could get kicked out of the community, that would mean death. But even the, the people that were doing the kicking out, where did they turn away from love and go into that? So it's like, it's really, it's just interesting. Humans are really interesting. And like, yes, we've evolved and a lot of that evolution is not the greatest, but we're, I think, now coming full circle to clean up the past, so to speak, and try to make a better future for ourselves. It's just returning to love. Right. And I think it took all that time for, for us to be able to realize like, oh, that's the answer to all the problems that we have in the world. Like you mentioned the person that's doing the shunning. That's just a lack mentality. That's a fear mentality. That's it. It's either yeah, and actually, love or fear. I have a really good, you told me this. You, this, is per, this is a perfect place to say that everything is either an act of love or a cry for love. Mm-hmm. So those people that were doing the shunning, mm-hmm. they were crying for love. They didn't know how to, they didn't know how to receive it. They didn't know how to let it in. Right. What you're not receiving is what you're not giving. Yeah. Always. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So I feel like that's pretty good on the negative thought loops and patterns. It's just you, it's recognizing that they're there, recognizing that they are not serving you anymore. They're not you. You are not your thoughts. So when the thought loop comes up, it's like, oh, separate entity. Okay. Ah, okay. I see you. I see you fear. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go this way today. Being observer and making a different decision and controlling your thoughts. I love that. I lo- it's, so, it's so important. And it's something that you mentioned earlier too. It's, there's no destination to this. You don't get to the point where you are, you might become more masterful of your thoughts but there's always opportunities for growth and learning in this yeah. process. My favorite quote is like, be willing to relearn what you thought you already knew. So mm-hmm. when it comes back up again, cause it will, and it happens all the, like I've healed this. There is no healing this. It's always going to be things that trigger us. And again, triggers welcome. Okay. That's cool. I get to go deeper into that and see what's there. And right. not because I'm trying to fix myself because I love myself and I want to, I want to, Give myself Wrong. that attention. It's just there's opportunities for growth. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this topic actually ties in really nicely to what's going on right now in the world mm-hmm. because a lot of us are having fear-based thoughts and quite frankly, letting them run the show by hoarding toilet paper and, you know, not looking out for each other. But it's the same exact thing. Like when thoughts come up, like, what if I don't have what I need? What if I can't pay my, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? all the what ifs. We're future tripping. Yeah, I like that. But in the moment, in the now, we get to, not we have to, we get to, we choose to say stop. Stop. Here, I understand. I know you're scared. I've got you and we're going to be okay. So the next one is my favorite because I know that this next one you're about to talk about that holds us all back from actually accomplishing what we're trying to accomplish is a big one to tackle. And this is big for women, especially. I know that a lot of women have an issue with this, myself included. 
and we fall into this trap. So let's hear about this one. Yes. So this one is probably my favorite as well. And it's hustling for your worth. And so what that's rooted in is what's called a worthiness wound. And we all have them. And so if the thought, oh, I'm not good enough, or I'm not worth, I'm not good enough for X, Y, Z. And there's so many reasons why we could have that belief and they stem from our childhood and we could dive into that, but I'm more interested in talking about how we can move forward from there. And so the way that this ties into hustling for your worth is because maybe you have, maybe you've noticed that you have a hard time slowing down, but you're really, really good at working, 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 working and getting shit done and doing the things. Or even if it's just like staying busy, you're, you're good at like doing things. And when it comes to slowing down, I resonate with this so much. I actually worked on this a lot. I've been working on this a lot for the past maybe six months or so. But when it comes to slowing down, for people like us who are hustling for our worth, we feel like if we do not, if we're not constantly working, we're not worthy of the success, the love, which is really at the root of that. The, we want the success. And there is a basic need underneath there that we really want. And it's love, maybe safety. But we think that if we're not hustling all the time, we are not worthy of that. Right. It's our availability and willingness to cling to what we know, which is the masculine energy. And it's what we can rely on because it's logical. It makes sense. It's tangible. We can see it. There's a cause and effect. If I do work, I get this. And I think it's just become our norm. It's what was modeled for us. It's what we know. And we feel like we're not worthy unless, I mean, there's a lot of layers to it, of course, but that we're not worthy unless we've earned it. Right. And there, and there's also, there's so much in the, in this, you guys, it's, it runs deep, but within that there's this addiction to struggle as well. So like mm-hmm. you said, earning we're addicted. We feel like we need to struggle. It's like, okay, it be hard. if I struggle, then I'm worth it. Then I'm worthy of whatever it is. And so yeah. quite frankly, working all the time is a struggle because we're doing it. We are complaining. <laughs> we're like, I work so much. I can't, I, I just don't know how to do it. We're always complaining or like it's feeling heavy. So that's a struggle. And when we re- when we start to be less committed to our struggle and more committed to our growth, that's when things change. Yep. One of my favorite things that my coach ever asked me, Nicole, are you more committed to your dreams or to your comfort zone? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> That is exactly what I needed to hear and ask myself quite often. And that's kind of how I pull myself out of, you know, when I do get stuck, it's like, what am I going to fight more for here? Staying stuck or going after what my soul really, truly desires. Yeah. That's a good thing to take stock of like every single day in terms of, I mean, even, even just realizing for me, that was a big revelation that I, the struggle piece that I felt like. If I, I mean, even in my relationship, there's so much, there's just a lot that goes into this in all areas of our lives, but it, it, it really, it plays everywhere. But the, and the thing about it is the belief that if I slow down, there's this belief that if I slow down, then everything's going to fall apart. My business is going to crash. I'm going to lose all my clients. I'm not going to all the things we think that if we're not hustling, we're not going to get what we really want. Mm-hmm. And the opposite is true. The complete opposite is true because when we slow, when we, when we're rushing, we're missing all the opportunities that the universe is putting in front of us. But when we slow down, we're actually like able to see them because this ties into manifesting a little bit, obviously, but when we're, we're asking, we're, we're actively doing and 
manifesting and asking, right? We're asking for something, but then we're flying past and through our days so quickly that with only our blinders on looking for that thing that we're asking and the universe is like, oh wait, but I have this better, amazing, beautiful thing right here. And it's like, I don't have time for that. Mm -mm, I'm busy. I got to, I'm going this way. (laughs) But when we slow down, we have the chance, the space to say, oh, I didn't even know that that was possible, that I would want that. And here, and you're just going to give it to me. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) And then our worthiness starts to really attack us like, or our lack of, of worthiness. And we feel like we don't deserve it. Yeah. I think when you step into though, like for me, the biggest shift in my business was when I stepped away from feeling like I needed to get clients and make a sale and that my worth was tied to how many clients I had when I let that go. And I came forward with, I went back to the reason that I started doing this in the first place. I want to serve people. I want to help people raise their consciousness, change their limiting beliefs, move past who they are in, not because it's bad, but because their potential is so much greater. Like that's what I want to do. I decided that I was more committed to serving than anything else. And it was literally like people were flocking to me. People were referring me out. You could, I couldn't plan that if I tried. I couldn't control my way into putting these pieces into place if I tried. The, it was just like, I trust that I have done. I have done the work on myself. I have done the work, period. And I'm going to release my control and I'm going to allow this to come in. So I had to really slow down. I had to turn inward. I had to meditate, journal, do the work that um, at first was really... It felt like it was going to be really hard. And then as soon as you start, it's like, oh, I don't know why I was so afraid of this for so long. Mm-hmm. We build up our stories. That's why we, we have our mm-hmm. story and we know how it ends and we stay very stuck and committed to that story. So we don't believe that it can be easier. We don't believe that we're worth it It'd being be. easier. Mm-hmm. We attach this difficult, it has to be hard story to anything that we are looking to receive. Yeah. If it's not a struggle, this can't be right. Right. Something must be wrong if it, if it was that it's, it's too good to be true. That's right. what, you know, people spend yeah. this, this time in paranoia over like, there's no way that that could have happened to me. It's like, they're waiting for the other shoe to, to, to fall. It, to it yeah. really couldn't possibly be true. Or you just got lucky. It was a stroke of luck. You know, we, all, we have all of our sayings, all of our things around why we allow ourselves to continue to make it harder. And that's because the brain needs to make sense of those things, mm-hmm. right? I, I always feel like too, this is a little bit different, but we have to, like, you can't really describe what a feeling feels like in your body, but we have a word for it so that the brain can help. We can communicate. We can understand what's going on, but true sadness, like you can't put a word to what that, like that feeling really feels like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, but we have to, to make it's like love. It. There's no yeah. we have a word for it, but like the feeling of it is mm-hmm. impossible to really describe. And it's the same with any of our feelings. Like we mm-hmm. feel, that's why they're called feelings. We are feeling them. Right. We have a label to put on it, but really it's what you're feeling is right. the most important and knowing what that is and knowing how to identify it. Or just knowing how to feel it. There's not even, there's, there's so much in there. And I well, think a and lot of making, and, and I think this takes us into your third point, not making yourself wrong for it. When you're feeling and experiencing things, this was one of my probably most profound opportunities for 
growth and transformation and still is not making myself wrong for feeling what I'm feeling. And I know that that really plays into what your third point is, as that's where a lot of us fall into a trap as well. Yeah, it's that stepping into compassion instead of judgment. So I think a lot of us, our first instinct, like maybe even listening to this, if you're watching the replay or you're here now, like realizing, oh, I didn't even give us our tip for hustling for our worth. So I'll come back to that. (laughs) But maybe you're realizing that's what I do. I'm hustling for my worth. And there's such a difference For me, I can give an example. When I started doing this work on myself and like starting to really understand my negative thought loops and and disrupting them, after I like, I learned it, the thought would come back up. I'd be like, well, there it is again. I guess that's still here and not healed. Versus, oh, there is an old pattern. Got it. That's still here. Like totally different energy totally different energy. And it's not just the words. Like I really, really felt like it's just such wonder and curiosity because when we give our brains something that's good or something that's bad, when something that happens that's bad, we make ourselves bad for it. But everything is just neutral. It's just a situation. Every single thing, good or bad, is a learning to show us what's still what's true for us. Yep. It's an opportunity for growth. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. Opportunity for you to to learn more. To I always like to in my mind, I compare a lot of things to riding a bike. And I'm a heck of a lot better now at riding a bike than I ever was when I was like six and first learning. There was a much better chance that I was gonna fall off back then. And I didn't know how to not fall off in many circumstances and many occasions. I I would never say it's impossible for me to fall off a bike right now. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot less likely that I'm going to, but it's yeah. still going to happen. And anywhere that it could still happen, it's just an opportunity for me to go, oh, maybe I can't turn my tire like that. I totally forgot or I, I didn't mm-hmm. realize. It's a way for me to become a, an even better bike rider. And having said that, I'm not an avid yeah. bike rider, but it, it's how I start to understand there's still opportunities I would fall off of my bike from, but there's a lot of things I've learned to avoid through falling off my bike in the past that I know now, oh, that's not going to end well. Maybe I better avoid that ditch. And then I go around it so that I don't fall off my bike. And I think it's the same thing with our thoughts and emotions. It's like, oh, look at that. There's that ditch again. I don't want to fall in it. And it's just us having more opportunities. Like you said, triggers welcome. Yes. And welcome because I need to see where I still have opportunities for growth. And if I do fall off the bike, okay. At the end of the world. I fall off the bike. (laughs) Like, it's okay. I'm going to get back up and get back on it. Right. Um, and I think that goes along with the journey is the destination. So that's why nothing can be good or bad because I'll have a lot of clients who I work with on food. They'll say, well, I feel like I just took two steps back. You know, I, I was doing so well. And then now all of a sudden I'm turning to X, Y, and Z again. I'm like, there is no, there is no backwards. Everything is forward moving because you are learning from every single situation. It might feel to you like two steps back, but that's just because you're labeling things good and bad. Right. And you're just going back. Like, listen, once all else fails, we get scared and we revert back to old patterns because at least we know it worked. It gave us some level of what we were looking for. It's like, I just posted something in my stories today on Instagram. It was a Rachel Hollis post. And she's like, if you start drinking now, when are you going to stop? If you go back to smoking now, when are you going to stop? If you're shoving food down your face now, when are you like, ultimately what we're all going through with these current times are triggering so many things that we're just reverting back to old patterns because we're, we're stuck again. And 
that's the only way that we know how desperate times call for desperate measures. So it's like, oh, I'm so, you know, up in arms and and flustered and frustrated by what's going on. I'm just going to drink myself through this, or I'm going to, you know, whatever it is, it's like, we're just going back to old patterns. But if this is the only way that you ever know and have allowed yourself to handle something, then when are you finally going to make a different and better choice? Yeah. And it has to be in that moment. And that's where we're more committed to our growth than our struggle or than our comfort zone. And so that means like what I always say around the food thing or like the, whatever, whatever the habit is that we're trying to break is give it 10 minutes, pause, take a step back, give it 10 minutes. And, and in that time, ask yourself, like specifically about food, I just did a story on this the other day. What feeling do you think the food is going to give you? A lot of times, like when I ask myself that and I want a piece of chocolate <laughs> in the middle of the day, it's like, oh, I think this is going to give me pleasure or excitement or comfort. And so then when we know whatever that feeling is, that's, that's what we actually really want. We don't want the food. Food is feeding. It's gone. You take two bites. It's like, it's over. We want the feeling. So our job is to cultivate and give ourselves that feeling in another way. We have everything we need inside of us. And so if it's comfort, something that I do is like wrap my arms around myself. Like, I got you. You're so safe. Really feel like I've got myself. How can I feel really comfortable in this moment? Maybe for you, that's call my mom or a friend or snuggle up in a blanket with a cup of tea and really soak that in and be there in the moment. Yeah. Give yourself what you're truly desiring. In that and that actually goes back to my tip for hustling for your worth and slowing down. I think like I'm a big fan of baby steps. And so we, I want to take really small steps to get us to where we want to go. So your homework, <laughs> if anyone accepts, is to set a timer every day for seven minutes. That's it. Just seven minutes. And just sit with yourself. Phone is on site or on do not disturb except for the camp, for the timer. No one's around. We're not meditating. We're not journaling. We're not doing anything. If thoughts pop up, because of course they will, that's fine. But you're just sitting there and you're experiencing yourself and your body. You're being instead of doing. And at first, this could be really excruciating for like a lot of us. And you're like looking around your room like, oh, shit, I got to clean that. I got to, oh, I got to go. Nope, nope, nope. I'm just going to be here right now. Like, what does it feel like to be in my body? You focus on your breath and just not for the sake of meditating, but just noticing that you have breath. I started doing that. And then once you get really good at seven minutes, add two minutes. And then when you get good at that, add two minutes and try to get up to 30 minutes a day of just being. And that's going to really teach you how to slow down. Yes, it's designated time. But for me, what's helped is it's made me more aware of when I'm going a thousand miles a minute and allowed me to, in the moment, notice like, oh, okay, okay, I can slow down right now. Nothing's going to happen. It's safe to slow down. Right. Is there a reason you chose seven minutes to start? <laughs> yeah, I think five minutes. I, I love seven. I like seven and 17. I feel like there's probably science behind this, but I love, I love it because it's not 10 and it's not five. And it just feels like, oh, that's not that long. Sometimes five is like, well, if it's five minutes, why would I even do that? It's just like, I'm not, I don't need to do that. It's not that important. And 10 for some people feels like a really big commitment. So I find that it's like smack dab in the middle and the same thing with 17 between like 15 and 20. Mm -hmm. Just think it works. So if somebody wanted to just start with three, that would still be better than nothing. Of course, anything is, you can start with 30 seconds and we can call that a win, but the more, the more, the better. But I think if, if it's something you really, I think too, though, this is another opportunity. If it's triggering something for you that you really don't want to go to seven, this is your opportunity. What's coming up? for you right now 
that makes you feel like you can't commit to seven minutes. Or not making yourself wrong for not wanting to go to seven. No, and and it's okay. 30 seconds because that's where I'm at right now. And that's what I'm willing to do right now. Totally. But allow it to, when, when you hear or try the seven minutes or think about seven minutes, if it, if something comes up, okay. All right. Yeah. When I hear that, that makes me feel like anxious. Okay. I'm going to feel the anxiousness and I'm going to sit here for 30 seconds and I'm going to have so much compassion for myself that I feel the anxiousness and so much pride in myself that I did this for 30 seconds. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And baby steps. I like that. Yeah. Awesome. So your three points, do you want to recap them? Cause they were all awesome. And you guys, this is so valuable because it really, it's what's holding you back from showing up as yourself. And as I say to you guys all the time, and Amanda said it and she, she's spot on people are buying you and your energy sales is really just the transfer of enthusiasm and you showing up happy, content, loving yourself, that energy is felt by the people who need you to show up in that capacity, in that manner. You're inspiring them with who you are and they want that. You're, you're not selling. I said this the other day, you're not selling 12 sessions on zoom. You're selling a transformation and the way you show up sells so much of what that transformation looks like to them. Mm -hmm. And the other piece of this is if we don't work on these things, I've found there's so much tied into here, into all three of these, these pieces. And there's so much more than three pieces, but when we don't do this work and actually really start to cultivate and feel love for ourselves, you're going to start to block yourself. You're going to start to attract clients that are not your ideal client that are going to literally be a mirror for the things that you're not working on for yourself. If you are not dealing with your money story, you're going to get clients who can't afford you. And so that's the biggest thing for me, not, not because I want to check my deal client. Like my first goal always is like, I want to, I'm doing this for myself. The rest of it is like all just a bonus. And it's beautiful because what happens, what ends up happening is yes, you're going to inspire your clients, but you're going to inspire your friends and family. They're going to be like, Whoa, what have you been doing? And I'm getting asked this all the time because it's a noticeable difference in who I am and how I feel. And people can feel that. Yeah. Yeah. People notice it. I mean, that's, that's really, it's like, and I've been saying a lot this week, be a leader, lead by example. And, you know, the biggest thing is you can only take your clients as far as you have gone yourself. Mm -hmm. So when you have stunted your growth in certain areas of your life and you aren't willing to really go deeper and investigate, then you are actually creating a level or or a a stopping point of where your work with your client can go. Because whatever you're not dealing with, wherever you're not growing, that is your limit. Mm-hmm. You can't take clients past a limit where you have not gone past yourself. And to that point, if you know that there's something that you're not working on, you're going to start getting situations with your clients that are going to push right up against that. And the universe is going to be like, are you going to heal this? Are you going to heal this? Are you going to look at this? Are you going to look at this? And it's, <laughs> we have, it's again, opportunity to heal ourselves. And it's, I also want to just say, coming back to the compassion piece, like feeling this myself, if you are in a situation that right now where you're like, I, I don't feel like I can show up in the way that I'm being called to. I don't feel like I can step into being this big leader right now. That's okay. This situation likely is going to last a long time. 
turn inward and give yourself that love. That's the reason that you're feeling like you show up is because you're not taking the time for yourself. You're rushing through it, getting stuck with negative thought loops and not having compassion. So allow the space. Like I know I'm hearing it everywhere. Like show up, be a leader. And I'm like, yes, yes, I, I want to. And I can't do it. So much compassion. I feel you. And investigate that. Investigate why you feel like that might be. Start journaling about it. But know that wherever you're at right now is okay. I think that's like the biggest lesson in the world that I've ever heard. And I mean, we hear it all the time, but I really like took that in. Where I'm at is perfect. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's it, but also knowing there's a level of courage that it takes to show up. And I agree with you. If you're not there, don't, don't do it. But it's like saying, listen, if, if I got all geared up to go skydiving and I decided when I got up to the top that I chickened out and I didn't want to do it. And I don't mean chicken out in like a a mean judgmental way, but like, if I just decided not to do it because it was too scary, fine. But when I get down to the ground, if I'm going to be mad at myself that I didn't do it, because really it was just a matter of pushing myself a little Mm -hmm. bit more. Totally. But I think I'm going to be mad at myself and go, why didn't I do it? It just, it was a level of courage. It was, it was me stepping in to play a bigger role. If you need to go inward and heal some things because you aren't whole right now, you absolutely take that time and you do that. You, you take some time to really treat yourself the way you need to be treated. You know, like we talked about through this whole conversation, like if it's a, a warm blanket and a cup of tea and you just need to give yourself that time, do it. But if you're going to be mad that you didn't have some courage where, you know, when you get down to the ground and you're like, man, I wish I would have jumped out of that plane so I could really experience skydiving, then ask yourself, why am I not, you know, I think it's that discernment. Yeah. Having the, the courage to even ask yourself, why am I not showing up? Do I need to fill up or am I afraid? Mm -hmm. If I need to fill up, I'm going to go fill up. If I'm afraid, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to the fear. (laughs) We're going to allow it to be there. And then your higher self is going to push you through, but it's right. It's that's taking care of That's loving yourself, right. having the courage to ask yourself what's really going on and giving right. yourself what you need. If you need to, if you need to fill yourself up, do all the things, reach out, meditate, do whatever it is that you need to do. Right. And if it's fear, then it's loving yourself is pushing past that. Right. And being able to, to decide between the two. And that goes back to knowing yourself well enough mm-hmm. to know what's really going on here. This I need to go inward. I need to take care of me. I need to fill up. Or is this me just you? And I only say that because I know I've identified where I'll use that as my excuse right. to not show up. And, you know, knowing how to tell the difference between the two is knowing yourself. Yep. Awesome. This was so good. So to recap, I know the three things, these were so powerful. We talked a lot and elaborated about them, but do you want to go ahead and recap what these three things are where we really need to dive in and and do the work? Yes, for sure. So number one is getting stuck in old negative thought loops. And the remedy to that I'd say is just awareness and being more committed to your growth than your comfort level and talking to the fear because those, those thoughts are rooted in fear almost always talking to the fear and taking a stand. If you, if it helps to envision your higher self kind of leading the way and guiding you through, then that works too. But it's a choice. It's always a choice. Everything in life is a choice, but choosing to reframe that, choosing to put in the effort to be aware of this, this is where that starts. And then hustling for your worth, the so much to say, (laughs) but if you feel like you are work, 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 and really have a hard time slowing down, then your homework, because I love to give homework, is setting a timer for seven minutes 
and just being with yourself. And if you need to start at 30 seconds or three minutes or whatever, whatever number is going to feel good to you, that's fine. But make a commitment to yourself to be with you without having to do anything else, just to literally be for seven minutes a day. And finally, compassion, compassion, compassion. When the judgment comes up, this is a point that I didn't make because it's going to come up. We're, tr- we're not taught how to love ourselves, unfortunately, most of us. So you're going to judge yourself. Don't judge yourself for judging yourself. <laughs> Have compassion that you fell back into that old pattern. Have compassion that you're just starting or diving in deeper to your work right now instead of judging yourself for not starting sooner. Have compassion through every single solitary piece of this journey and with yourself at every moment. And I think too, to our last point, having compassion is knowing that, all right, I I love you and I got to push you right now. Knowing the difference between when Mm -hmm. it's time to rest and when it's time to push yourself. Yes. Yes. So, so important. And my favorite triggers. Welcome. Yes. Triggers. Welcome. That was your post-it note and put it on your computer. Like I do. Yeah. Make that and make that a sign somewhere that you're going to see every day, like on your bathroom mirror that triggers welcome. Like I am going triggers welcome as long as you are taking personal responsibility to do the healing from the trigger and you're not reacting. And, you know, I mean, but again, there's another if opportunity. You are, compassion. Yeah. It's still, if you're, if you're reacting still, they're welcome, right? They're welcome. They're just, they're like a little guiding post to show yeah. us, oh, this is the way I go now. This is the way I go now. Well, but again, that's why I said, as long as you're not reacting, you're learning from the reaction, not just using it as an excuse to, well, I was triggered. So I'm just feeling what comes up and then choosing to remove that thorn. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Pull the thorn out. (laughs) Pull the splinter out, Nicole. (laughs) Yes. Pull the splinter out. Just get it. Awesome. Okay. So now I'm really excited about this part. You guys, Amanda's going to do this breath work and make sure if you weren't already, because you may have been sitting somewhere taking notes. Make sure you get yourself right now to a place of just, you know, being relaxed. And I mean, she's going to relax you through the breath work, but get to a comfy spot. And uh, I mean, you can be seated. I would recommend feet flat on the ground somewhere that I'm on a bouncy ball right now. (laughs) I don't recommend that for anybody else. Like somewhere where you feel really grounded, maybe back up against a wall, or you can be laying down flat on your back. And we're going to go a little bit past two. So I hope that's okay. And then. Yeah, so just get comfortable. I'm just going to talk a little bit about the breath while you're getting into your position. Um, This is called like a, it's like a two-part breath. It's in through the mouth twice and then out through the mouth once. And I'll demonstrate that in a second. But just some notes about it. You might start to feel a little bit of the feels. (laughs) We're going to probably breathe for about seven minutes. And normally in a session, we breathe for 25. So this is just a little taste. Happy to like come back and do a full session if that's something you guys want. But something that might come up is dizziness, tingling, definitely in hands and feet or other areas of your body, lightheadedness. Sometimes people have said nausea, but I have never experienced that myself. I don't think within the seven minutes that will happen, but sometimes your hands can clamp up and literally turn into a cloth. So just know it's normal. It's called tetany and it will go away. So don't be alarmed. You can't hurt yourself through doing the breath. Um, It's definitely intense and can bring up a lot. So just sit with it. This is a perfect opportunity to be with your feelings and allow them to be there with so much compassion and no judgment and just allow them. And if you're, I mean, we're all in the comfort of our own homes. If you need to yell or laugh or cry, 
let it come out because like I said, this, this gets us into our heart. Really? And we can't hear you. Don't worry. If you're watching us live, you're, you're muted. So don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. Do whatever yeah. you need to and do. What I always say too, is like, grab a pillow. If you're concerned, just put it, or sometimes I just yell. I just did this like an hour ago <laughs> and I just yelled into my arm. So, or you can just cover your mouth. Okay. So, all right, I'm going to demo the breath. So it's a two part. Well, it's a, you breathe in twice through the mouth. So it's open mouth and it's, so belly, chest, exhale. Now a full breath in through the mouth. Twice. Mm-hmm. And I'll breathe with you. I'm going to turn on music just low so that you can hear me talking. And the biggest thing I, I'll say is just stick with the breath. You really can't do it wrong. Keep the mouth open. Big inhale through the belly. Send it up into the heart and then exhale, sigh it out. And we'll be sticking with this for about seven-ish minutes. Getting my music on. So go ahead and get into your comfortable position. We'll start by... Should we close our eyes? Yes. So let's start to come into the body. Allow the eyes to close. And let's just take three breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth. So take an inhale through the nose. Exhale, let it go. Again, inhale. Exhale. One more time, inhale. Good. So now your hands can just be down on the body. If you prefer one hand on the heart or the belly, you can do that as well. And then when you're ready, we'll go ahead and start the breath. chest. Exhale, let it go. Just 
just notice what comes up, stay with it. The ego is going to try to tell you that you need to stop. Have so much compassion for that part of you that really wants to stop. Come back into the breath. Deeply inhale. Fully exhale. Allowing whatever's present to fully be there, any expression that wants to happen. Maybe laughter, crying, yawning, all of that is a release. Tingling in the hands, any shivers or shakes in the body, that spirit moving through you, just allow whatever is present to be there. We're more than halfway through. Belly, chest, exhale. Belly, chest, exhale. Fighting through any discomfort, knowing that on the other side of this breath is the full expression of you inviting him or her in. Know that you are so safe in this moment, so safe in your body. Know that you've got yourself and I've got you. I'm here for you. I'm holding space. One more minute of this breath, you've got it. Last one, take a big inhale and hold it. 
Hold at the top, take in all the air. Hold. Feeling your heart expand, feeling your power. Holding for as long as you can and then sigh it out. Just keeping the eyes closed. Come back into normal breath, in through the nose, out through the mouth, whatever feels good for you right now. If you have any tingling, know that it's so normal. Soak up that power that's your energy flowing through you right now. And from this moment, decide what no longer serves you and what you're going to leave here, what you're committed to letting go of. Maybe that's committing to stepping into full compassion for yourself and releasing the judgment, having compassion for yourself if you fall back into judgment. I believe that loving ourselves comes from having compassion and kindness towards ourselves first. Let's take a big breath together. Inhale through the nose. Sigh out the mouth. Let it all go. And then when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Take your time. And if you're here live or watching the replay, I would love to know how you're feeling right now after that breath. I got to let out a little wiggle. Oh. A lot of energy flowing through me. <sighs> I'm typing in how I'm feeling because I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to not contribute to, um, now what I wrote in the comments is feeling amazing, but I want to, I want to also talk about how I was feeling during it. So for anybody yeah, else, yeah. you know, they may not yeah. have the opportunity to ask their question right now, but I really, the first maybe minute or two started to feel severe anxiety, not severe anxiety. Mm -hmm. I don't want to label it. Yeah. But some levels of anxiety and a little bit of like mm -hmm. vertigo almost. Sure. Um, and it was exactly, you nailed it on the head when you were like, you know, you might be telling yourself right now, how did you say it? Like you might be trying to talk yourself out of it or your body might be telling you to stop. And I was like, mm -hmm. Ooh, that's exactly what it's trying to do for me. It's grabbing my attention. Like just stop doing this. And I thought, what if I have like a panic attack right here on my Facebook live? What am I going to do? And yeah. obviously I'm on the other side of it now and I survived, but I wanted to bring that up because I'm sure you do this a lot with people where they experience it, that, that same feeling and to anybody else, it's normal and it's okay. Yeah. And, um, is there something and, you might want to say about that? Yeah. And like, you're so brave for sharing that. Like what I've realized is that whatever is present for you, comes out full force in breath work. 
So dealing with anxiety, I mean, look at where, what the time we're in right now, it would be almost weird if we didn't feel a little anxiety right now. Right. I'm sorry. I'm like, I am chattering that what that is, is is my my teeth will chatter and I get cold and I get shivers. Like I really feel energy super strongly through my body. And I feel like when I hold space and we do like, I could feel your energy and like, I just feel like I could feel it all right now. Oh, so I felt I, it. It was really strong. It's yeah. each time I've done a breathwork session, I'm blown away at how much I really experience. And I, I appreciate you saying, you know, the levels of anxiety that we're all feeling are normal and natural. And I'm sure they came up during this. Yeah. And again, I, I just wanted to be real and say, here's what I felt so that other people could feel right. safe and inspired yeah. in whatever they're feeling and knowing it's okay because. I didn't want to pretend like that wasn't what I was feeling. And and it was, it was a very scary, oh my God, what if I don't get through this? What if I have to like stop doing this myself? Because um, it was just, and that's a little, that's a little ego. Like what if people, it, it, this, this is so vulnerable to be seen doing this um, in front of people, like, because it's, yeah, we, we, in any session of breath work, we don't know what's going to come up and I have learned and I fight it tooth and nail like often, but it's, it is such, it's a beautiful lesson in surrender. Yeah. Surrender. Okay. I have anxiety right now. I don't need to stop it. It's, it's okay to have it. What happens if I just breathe through it? What happens if I allow my body to lead the way and I let my mind go because all it is, is in the mind. And so the more I practice and facilitate, the more I see that like that I take away, it's such a lesson in surrender. And I've had clients say such similar things. And, and one in particular that I'm thinking of, she's like, I could feel it all. And it was like, I wanted to move my legs because you're usually laying down and we breathe for 25 minutes and I'm right here or over zoom and like holding really monitoring, but, um, wanting to move my legs. They wanted, I wanted to do all the things. And I'm a big fan of like, move your body, let the stuff out. But there's a difference when it's like resisting and trying to like hold it and keep it in. And she's like, and I literally knew in that moment that I just had to let it be. And she, just, and I couldn't tell any of this was happening. She didn't move at all. And afterwards she told me what was kind of going on in her mind. And as soon as she's like, okay, I surrender. It was like, boom, her mind, she just, she got taken to, cause people get taken to, I'm telling you like other dimensions in this, this taps us into the field in such a powerful way where that's why healing can happen. Um, so strongly because we're, we're not in our minds anymore. And the first few times I want to also say again, compassion, if you are stuck in your mind through this, because I know for myself for the first uh, while, I'm sometimes I'm still in my mind and it's hard to get out because I'm more committed to struggling through something than (laughs) Than like allowing it to, to grow me. And that's just, that's just that for me personally, that's what I'm working on is like, can I surrender to the experience of whatever is happening and trust that I'm not even in control anyways. And that if I offer this up, I'm going to be guided. I'm going to be supported. I'm going to be taken care of. So I think we all have our own lessons to learn through it, but it's just such a good tool. And that was only seven minutes. Like imagine if we kept going. That's what I kept saying to myself. I was like, and I, I, did exactly what you just said. I, my word for 2020 is surrender. And about probably two minutes into it, I was like, what happens if you just surrender to yeah. what happens? Come on. When we can see each other like in person again, come over for a session. That'd be so Oh, fun. I would love to. Yeah. I would love to. And I think after this, you know, once people experience this at the end of it, I'll take a poll in here and just see who yeah. would want to do, you know, the, yeah. the, the longer session. 
I think after experiencing this, I can't imagine anybody wouldn't want to, but it is interesting. I think the, the seven minutes is really helpful to people who've never experienced it though, because right. my first experience was a shorter, I, I want to say maybe it was right around seven to 10 minutes. It was okay. a Sam Skelly breathwork session okay, yeah, yeah. and it was in person mm-hmm. and it was in a room of like over a thousand people, which yeah. made it energetically even more oh, intense. And even though you and I both, like, I felt the energy of you and of what we were doing, even through Zoom. Um, Mm -hmm. But being in that room was really powerful. But I I kind of felt the same thing where it was like this, a little bit of overwhelm, a little bit of fighting it. And I had to do the same thing. And I did that just now. I was like, what happens if I just surrender to it? And so I think for anybody who just experienced, like Amanda said, any kind of feelings of discomfort, maybe go through that seven minute session again and do that a couple of times and work your way through it. And, um, you know, just kind of now that I'm on the other side, I'm like, Oh, I'm glad that I, it's kind of like the skydiving thing. I'm glad I actually did the skydiving and I didn't talk myself out of it because those first two minutes I was like, I might stop doing the breath work, but I did. I didn't. And you did it. And I will say that, that that's the first five minutes. Normally that's why it's, normally that's when the mind, but after five minutes, usually for most people, unless you're like really committed to resisting the mind, the mind ends up, the body takes care of it and yeah. you end up getting out of that ego. Cause you realize like, okay, wait, it's been five. You don't know that it's been five minutes. It, time right. is very weird during breath work, but you're like, wait, I'm still here and I'm alive and I'm safe. Like, okay, I guess I can keep doing this. <laughs> Well, and the benefit, it's like when, you know, people talk about working out, like the working out part is not the only time you're experiencing the benefits. It's for many times hours after. And right now, the way I feel inside, the energy, the calmness, like what I'm experiencing is truly what I want everybody to experience that it's not just those seven minutes. It's what changed in your body energetically. And I'm feeling that right now. I'm like, Ooh, I can't wait. Like, I mean, I'm really having fun being on this Facebook live, but I can't wait to just kind of like sit and journal and like really, really experience some, you know, experience some other benefits from this as well. Yeah. You know, and that's, so there's two things like just talking about, well, I'll I'll touch on that actually first, because then we can talk about how you might feel right now and what, how to take care of yourself after this. But um, to that point, I've found for myself breath work for like five to 10 minutes in the morning and then immediately starting to journal after has been such a nice practice because you're so clear. So you have this recording. If you want to do the seven minutes at any time, I love it in the morning. I mean, now we've got lots of time. <laughs> I don't know anybody wants to be anywhere right now. Um, unless you do have to go to work. Yeah. So you can always play this again and then, and then go right into a journaling session about what you experienced, how you feel, and then like just allow it to flow through it's a really nice place to be to journal because again, like, yeah, your, your head is kind of in it, but you're really going to be journaling from your heart center, which is where so much healing can take place as well. I think doing this before meditation, before journaling, like I see a lot of benefits to where it just, it has me physically, energetically feeling right now and Mm -hmm. me being more open to what would come out on my journal during a journaling exercise or what might, how much more quickly I could access that meditative state from being in the way that I feel right now in my body. 
Yeah. So something that my coach had me do is 10 minutes of breath work, 10 minutes of meditation, and then 10 minutes of, well, however long of journaling, but cause yeah, you're so tapped in that you're, you don't have to go through the like time it takes to actually tap into meditation. You're, you're already way above that right now. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's magic. Like, I feel like I'm a magician <laughs> whenever I do it. It feels so good. Yeah. All right. Um, that's awesome. Speaking of like how you might feel right now, it was only seven minutes, but if it was especially your first time, hydrate lots of water, maybe some tea. If you're feeling a little untethered, which I mean, we all are anyways, something grounding to eat. I'd maybe eat something right now and just, you know, take it easy, take care of yourself. For me personally, in the beginning, I was really tired the rest of the day. So just know that if you're feeling that this is an opportunity to take care of yourself and like maybe slow down, go for a nice walk, get some fresh air and go to bed early. Yeah. I love that. I, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a nice lunch. I'm going to journal. I'm going to meditate. This was awesome. Thank you so, so much, Amanda. I'm so Um, happy we were able to do this and it worked out and it worked out so well. And I just feel like the day to me, this feels perfect on the Saturday afternoon that we did it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it, it really will serve a lot of people because number one, we talked about self-love self-care, which is what everybody needs more of right now. And it also will allow them to show up in a different way energetically in their business. And then to complement it with this beautiful breathwork session, is really beneficial for people's immune levels right now. Like we need to find ways to reduce our stress because the higher your stress level is, the harder it is for your body to fight things off. Yeah. So having tools like this at our disposal is really helpful, especially at times like this. Yeah. Yeah. And if anyone has any questions, feel free to DM me, ask them in the comments, like I'll be checking it and tag me. Amanda's in our group, you guys. Yeah, I'm in the group. (laughs) Yeah. So like, I know a lot of you might not have been able to be live with us, but hopefully you're watching the replay and you're experiencing this. Um, Tag her in the comments. Mm -hmm. If you have any questions that you want to ask her, she's in our group. So she'll be in here. She'll definitely see your comment. Just tag her in there and, you know, let's give her enough comments so that she knows that Mm -hmm. she is wanted back to do a 25 minute session. I think that would be really great for all of us. Yeah, I would love to. So yeah. And where can we find you besides in our group? I know that you're also on other social media platforms. Sure. Yes, I'm on um, Instagram. It's just at my first and last name, Amanda Castellone. And then my website is just www.amandacastellone.com. Um, and Facebook as well. It's just facebook.com slash Amanda Castellone. So we can, I can leave that in the comments too. Um, I can also leave my email if this is something, if there's something specific that might've come up for you either in the um, training or during breath work that you want some more information on. I'm more than happy to talk about that and offer support around whatever it might be. So don't hesitate to reach out. I put in your Instagram and your website, but feel free to put in whatever else you said. I think you said, um, which one did you say Facebook? Yeah, but I'm more active on Instagram. So yeah, you are, you're on Follow her on Instagram, you guys. She's on there all the time. But yeah, and then I put your your website in there too. So awesome. Thank you so much, Amanda. This yeah. was so great. You guys, leave us a comment. Tell us what you thought of it. Tell us your feelings that you had, um, if you're open and willing to share during or after the, fr- the breathwork session. And uh, and let us know what, um, what the rest of your Saturday was like after you did this too. I'd be curious yeah. to know. Me too. Yes. I would love to know. Awesome. Thank you so much, Amanda. And any questions you guys have, tag her in it and, uh, and leave a comment for us. We'd love to hear from you. Go enjoy the rest of your Saturday and we'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye. 
All right, that is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing. I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.